In all seriousness, folks, let's turn this New York Knicks debacle into a teaching moment. I'm in my zone. I'm in my zone. Breaking them as they come. Who crowned at number one? Welcome to this week's In The Zone podcast. I am your host, Chris Broussard, and man, there is a ton going on in the association. We've got Kevin Durant's dramatic return to Oklahoma City, which included a verbal sparring match between former brothers, KD and Russell Westbrook. We've got Kevin Love's six-week absence due to knee surgery, and of course, the approaching All-Star game and trade deadline. But... I'm going to talk about the issue that is topping all of that once again, none other than the New York Knicks. In a season that has become defined by embarrassing setbacks, the Knicks outdid themselves, ostracizing one of the fans' favorite sons, Charles Oakley. This, of course, comes on top of team president Phil Jackson's Twitter war on Carmelo Anthony, Derrick Rose's one-game disappearing act, and a gang of losses. But instead of beating up on the Knicks, I want to spin this thing forward in a positive direction. Folks think of your boy as a Knicks hater, but in all honesty, I would love for the New York Knicks to represent the city right and start balling. So I can see the Knicks play basketball. For that to happen, though, the Knicks have to make some changes, not just on the court, but in their minds. So as a concerned Knicks observer, I'm going to offer the club some advice. And the best thing about it is that these are lessons we all can benefit from. So pay close attention. Always remember, tricks are for kids. The Knicks are being ridiculed as a laughingstock because a couple of their leaders, whose ages and status suggest they should know better, have been playing games rather than dealing with their challenges like adults. Phil Jackson wants to trade Carmelo. Okay, no crime in that. There's one problem, though. Melo has a no-trade clause, so the Knicks need his cooperation in any move. The smart thing to do would be to sit Anthony down and have an honest heart-to-heart talk that enables them to either move forward or seek to separate together. But that would have made too much sense. So instead, Jackson blasted Melo on Twitter by giving the thumbs up to an article that negatively portrayed Anthony as a loser. Apparently, Jackson wants to anger Anthony so much that he agrees to be traded just to get away from him. Run away fast as you can. This is childish. Not only is it unbecoming of a man who is 71 years old. Let me say that again. 71 but it's also ineffective and has only made matters worse the only thing that got jackson's foolishness out of the headlines was his boss's equally immature behavior remember sticks and stones will break my bones but names will never hurt me well it appears that james dolan the Knicks' 61 year old owner never heard that nursery rhyme because he responded to Charles Oakley's litany of insults by having the former Knicks power forward handcuffed and dragged out of Madison Square Garden by security guards. Then, to quell the fans' outrage and show he was down with Knicks alumni, Dolan invited a gaggle of ex-players to the Garden for the next game. 
But rather than make Dolan the people's champ, his brazen PR stunt only highlighted the Oakley fiasco even more and took the attention away from the Knicks' best win of the season, a stunning upset of San Antonio. Look, instead of all that, Dolan and Oakley should have spoken man-to-man and ironed out their differences. Indeed, that's what Commissioner Adam Silver had them do a few days later. But why did Silver have to sit down two grown men and basically tell them, act your age? The lesson here, that it's always best to address problems head on. Adults, adults should be strong and mature enough to speak face to face about their differences. Taking a roundabout way to avoid confrontation will only prolong the problem and hurt both parties. Don't let haters get you down. Still think Melo's a knucklehead from the hood because he used to wear cornrows and doesn't have a college degree? Think again. Melo has displayed more maturity than anyone in the Knicks organization. While Jackson and Dolan have embarrassed themselves and the franchise, Anthony has been a pillar of stability. Jackson hasn't spoken to the New York media in five months, but Melo faces reporters every day answering questions he doesn't always have the answers to, but he does it with grace and often a smile. When they go low, we go high. Except for this Knicks mess that he had no part in creating, it's been an impressive few months for Carmelo Anthony. He was the impetus behind LeBron James, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, and himself speaking out at last summer's ESPYs against police brutality, racism, and disunity in America. He was the one who called on professional athletes to take action and work with law enforcement and politicians to improve our nation. And rather than shrink, fold, or sulk during Jackson's media assault on his game, Melo has responded by playing his best ball of the season, averaging 26 points over his last 10 games. While expecting success from the Knicks is always risky business, perhaps Melo's improved game and maturity can spark the Knicks to a second-half run toward the playoffs in the mediocre Eastern Conference. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Okay, maybe not. Even so, we can learn these two things from Carmelo Anthony. One, taking the high road always leaves you shining. And two, ignore your haters and stay confident in your ability. Athletes should prepare for life after ball. In other words, save your money. It hurt my heart. It pained me greatly to see Latrell Sprewell and Larry Johnson, two Knicks that I covered, trotted out as pawns in James Dolan's twisted PR ploy on Sunday. During their playing days, Sprewell and Johnson threw both their triumphs and their mistakes. Look, I don't condone everything they did, but they were examples of bold, unflinching black manhood. Brothers that didn't bow, kowtow, or kiss the ring of authority. 
Johnson once likened himself and his Knicks teammates to rebellious slaves. And while the analogy isn't perfect, it showed that he understood the uncomfortable dynamic of a league full of white owners controlling a league full of black players. Sprewell, of course, once attacked his coach, P.J. Carlissimo, and shouted obscenities at Dolan after being traded from New York to Minnesota. But that's when Johnson and Sprewell were rich and at the height of their athletic powers. I don't know their financial situations now. Hopefully, they're still rich. But it's certainly not a stretch to think they did Dolan a favor last Sunday because they need him to do them some favors going forward. If that's the case, I don't lose respect for the brothers. I just feel for them. Black athletes make enough money today that they should never find themselves in that position. They should never have to pander to anyone. In a perfect world, they'd use their fame, their influence, their privilege, their connections, and their wealth to help economically empower the masses of African-American people. But if they can't do that, then at least they should make sure that they themselves remain economically empowered. Otherwise, they could end up shucking and jiving. And if you don't know, now you know. Hey everyone, the In The Zone crew will be in New Orleans for the NBA All-Star Game. So if you see me and us walking around on the street, if you see us at the arena, come up and say hello. Don't be hesitant. I'm a fun-loving guy. You might even want to challenge me to a game of one-on-one. You'll regret it, but come up and do it and we'll ball. All right, peace. All right, I'm here with my man, Glenn Big Baby Davis. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good, It's great man. to see you, man. man. I'm used to seeing you on the court. I know. Obviously, it's been a while. Yeah. Now, we homeboys. People don't know. Yeah. You from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You know that's where I'm from. Broussard's run out Louisiana. That's what I tell people. <laughs> that's what I tell people. But are you still living down there? No, I'm out here in L.A. So you living in L.A. I'm now. in L.A. Okay. Man, yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Enjoying cool. It's good weather out here in L.A. How often do you get back? I try to go back as much as I can. Okay. You know, my foundation's based out of there. Okay. And uh, we, you know, we just try to get back to the community and, uh, you know, uh, keep it going. You yeah, know? yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, look. On the podcast, we just talked about the Knicks situation. I'm sure you're up on that with Charles Oakley yeah. getting escorted out. What What are your thoughts just quickly on seeing that happen to a former player? Who was a lot – actually, he was a lot like you as a player. Yeah. You know, y'all were yeah. very similar. Um, you know what? When you sit on the outside and you hear about the collective bargaining agreement and you're like, why do these people can't come together? <laughs> and now you see those little things that these – an owner and a player have. That's yeah, crazy, yeah, and that's yeah. bad for basketball. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I know, you know, the, the the basketball community as far as players. Now, man, these people really don't care about us. Yeah. I wonder what the players are thinking about their owners now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's bad for basketball all the way around, and to see, you know, like I said, African American man get handled mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. especially play for that. You know that 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 team. It, it, it's just it's just it's just sad to see, and and hopefully you know we can start making the right steps. Yeah. You know yep. to not let this stuff happen again. Well, that you're right. Like the racial dynamic you saw, it was just clear. bad. Yeah, was the bad. optics were terrible. And I've talked to players. I don't know if you've ever been in the collective bargaining agreement meetings. We yeah. got the executive committee, and they've said like 
it really stands out because you got the white owner, all mm-hmm. white owners on one side, so, yep. and then you have mostly black players on the other, and it's mm-hmm. just such so obvious the the dynamic there that yeah. even that can be a little uncomfortable. I've been yeah, told by yeah. players. It can. It really can. You know, um, when you you know you walk in and you know the guy that you're out there sacrificing your body for does not like you mm-hmm. or doesn't mm-hmm. have a respect for you. That bothers me. Yeah. Yep. It bothers me to walk in a gym like that and knowing that the owner of this gym feels a certain type of way about me. Yeah. Now, if you were a player, if you were a free agent uh-huh. and the Knicks were coming after you, after all this has happened, would that? how much would that come into play with your decision? Um, Depends on where I'm at in my career. If I'm a guy that's a, a max guy um, and I want to win a championship and – you know, I'm, and that's my responsibility. You know, that high yeah. responsibility. Um, no, you wouldn't because go you you know the because you ki- could go anywhere. Yeah, you could go different and the yeah. chemistry and the 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 you know the culture around there is not a championship culture. Yeah. I don't want to be there. But if I'm a guy looking for a check and I need, you know, I need the money and yeah, New York City is a great platform. Yeah. You know, you know, guys like you know. There's guys like that everywhere, you know what I mean? As far as just meaning playing, different levels of playing and, you know, what they would do. So mm-hmm. It hurt me to see Sunday, I don't know if you saw Sunday's game, to see, because I love these guys and I covered them, Larry Johnson and Latrell Sprewell, to kind of be sitting with Dolan. And, and Sprewell hasn't been back to Garden in like 14 years. And Dolan they didn't probably have a paid that man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dolan probably paid him. He made me come sit down by me for a couple seconds. Uh, yeah, I did was... something messed up to your own boy. <laughs> Just help me out, you know. But that was a bad look, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I try to stay away from that. You I would have been like, nah, maybe next year I'll come to a yeah, game. Yeah, I'll come out at you let next this, year. Yeah, yeah, let, let this die down. down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, hopefully we can, like I say, make the, the right steps yeah. for, for this not to happen. Now, Oakley was, when he played, he was probably viewed as the toughest guy. Oh, he, he, you heard Oakley's stories? Listen, I had a chance to play against Oakley because me and Jordan talking back. I was at Jordan's camp. Okay, so we, you were in so, high school? I'm, a, I'm college. I'm okay. a, I'm a, uh, I'm a uh, what do you call it, chaperone or something like that, okay. a counselor or whatever. Oh, counselor at his camp. And okay. so um, we're playing, and I'm talking smack. And, so you and playing Jordan, against Jordan? Jordan and Oakley. We're playing against okay. Alonzo Mourning. It was another, it was like about four or five pros, six pros, and we were playing against them, the campers. Okay. I mean, the, uh, the counselors. And um, I was talking smack, and then next thing you know, Joe's like, I got somebody for you. And then he shows up, and then I'm killing. I'm talking about Lonzo can't stop me. Nobody can. I'm in college. (laughs) I'm talking smack. The next thing you know, I get foul hard. Boom, over the head. And he looked at me. I looked at him. I said, you're going to have to hit me harder than that, Oakley. <laughs> and then from that on, Jordan started smiling. And then, you know, we built a relationship, me and Jordan and yeah, Oakley. Yeah. And um, it, 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 it was fun. They liked you once you yeah. showed that toughness. Yeah, I was yeah. like, hold up. Like, you got to hit me harder. harder. <laughs> you got to hit me harder, Oakley. <laughs> he well, you got that football, football head, right? Yeah, yeah, I played football. Can't get hurt. Yeah. Now, you, you also, I know you slammed Shaq. Yeah, you I were did. 15. I did. That's crazy, right? How does that That's happen? At 15 years old? That's crazy. At 15, man, I was literally, a, I was such a big fan of Shaq. By the way, growing up, 
you know, him playing at LSU. Yeah, yeah. And I had a chance to meet Dale Brown because, you know, I'm starting to be this, yeah. this athlete in the city and, you know, who, you know. So um, he's like, it was time Shaq was getting his, child, his jersey retired at LSU. Okay. And um, he was like, hey, I want you to meet somebody. So you, you know, knew Dale. Shaq? I didn't know him. Oh, Dale wanted you. Dale, Dale wanted said me that to meet. Shaq. And okay. I was like, like, you know, once you meet somebody, he's like, all right, cool. I went to the game. And I'm like, oh, my God, Shaq. He wanted me to meet Shaq. And so, uh, you know, we built a little relationship from there. And then from then, he came back another summer. And literally, when I tell you, I followed him. I wanted to get an autograph. <laughs> and I just followed him all the way to Mr. Mallet's house, his advisor. And um, we eating spaghetti. And he's laughing. He's like. Let's go outside. Come on, let's go. Like, I'm like, where is he taking me? He's like, come on, let's wrestle. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, Shaq, what? And so, you know, I'm wrestling the guy, wrestling the guy. And then, you know, I boom, got him on the ground, and then I'm pinning him. And then, <laughs> and then I was just like, dang, that's crazy. How, Mr. Matt was like, get up, boy. You ain't worth all that money, You ain't boy. supposed to pin <laughs> like, yeah. How did he respond? He, he didn't know I was that heavy. I'm thick. So you were weighing what at that time? You 6'7", right? You were six seven. Yeah, I was about six six. Okay, I was big, man. I was about probably like three sixty, three seven. Three sixty. What'd you play at? I played at like three fifteen. Wow. Oh, so you was a lot bigger though. Wow. Big, huge. So you were bigger, much bigger than I'm him, bigger weight than, wise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How strong was he? He was strong. He was yeah. strong, but at the same time, it was like I was strong too. So yeah, he, ain't, yeah. he he ain't want to, you know what I'm saying? I, I bet it nothing. shocked him though. It shocked him. Yeah, it shocked yeah. him for sure. <laughs> for sure, it did. He's like, man, I'm just oh, playing with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so who was the the strongest guy you guarded in the league? Wow, man, the strongest guy. I would have to say Dwight Howard is strong. Really? I remember when he elbowed bro, you on accident he knocked, knocked me you out. out, bro. I, I was, I didn't, I don't remember. Like, I was just like, that 10 seconds when I was trying to get up, I don't remember that part. Yeah, so. I watched it. On, I mean, you were stumbling. It looked like, it like some, a, a boxer fight. that got knocked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to hang on. Yeah. <laughs> like, my leg, I was running, but I was running sideways. <laughs> Do you guys, when you played, and maybe even now, did you know, like, Oakley had a reputation? Mm-hmm. Who, when you played, had that reputation as, man, you don't want to mess with him? Oh, or maybe man. it was you. No, you know what? Because some guy tried to mess with me, and then I had to prove okay. him wrong. You know yeah. what I mean? But, uh, you know, I would have to say, like, guys like Reggie Evans. Like, you yeah. you know what I mean? You wouldn't yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. he'll hit you with money. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, so you got to stay away from guys like that. Reggie Evans, like, wow. I try to stay away from Carmelo. He's wild. Really? He's Wild. Just as far as like he might flail, elbow, yeah, okay. like yeah, yeah. watch out, like yeah. I try to stay away from him. You know, um, there's not too many really. You know, it's not, not like now. it used to be, right? Yeah, not yeah, any forces and stuff. Uh, everybody's shooting threes now. Well, that's a good. You only 31. I know. I got. To, I can go play. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> why? Why aren't you playing? You retired okay. basically two years ago. Uh, no, I didn't retire yet. But um, okay. I broke. My fifth metatarsal, and they went back in. They had to do a bone graft. That happened in Orlando. Okay. And so rehab and rehab, and then I get over to the Clippers, play there for a yeah. year, then come back, and then I end up breaking my ankle. I didn't know my ankle was broken until that. After we played the Spurs game seven, I didn't know, and then we lost to Houston the yeah. next round. I didn't know my ankle was broken to that September. So you, because because wow. the, the Clippers just let me go. 
Yeah, they so didn't say, hey, doctors. we know the MRI to go see the ligaments. And so when they seen the, you know, they just did an x-ray. They didn't okay. see no break. When they did the MRI, they seen torn ligaments and a, a fracture. Wow. So it was so like you're just doing normal. Was it? It I'm was hurting. Doing, I it, guess. it was hurting, but I'm just think thinking it's my fifth. I, I'm thinking it's my fifth metatorsal okay. that I I got a rehab. So I was rehabbing crazy, 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 and then call, talking to Sacramento about to come in, can't pass the physical. Wow. And so uh, yeah, just not getting that information early enough mm -hmm. has prolonged this journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Has prolonged it to get back, but um, you know um. Whatever is that the goal? You still want to? I still want to play because at the end of the day, you know, I want to leave my legacy, mm -hmm. and that's not my legacy. I'm a better player than that. Mm -hmm. You know what I you mean? You had a nice. I mean, it's yeah, not a like, bad run though. Yeah, but at the same time, there's so much more you can do, and I can't live with myself if I don't if I don't let the world at least try it again. Okay, okay. What's now? I know you kite with Doc. What is he? Is he? Is there any chance? There I'm cool off Doc, it? man. I don't oh, like really? what he's doing right now. I don't like his organization, what he's doing, his, okay. his teams, and you know, and um, you know, we we had something in '08, and that was it. You know what I mean? That, yep. that that's 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 what that is. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, um, so far, you know, like I didn't like how the way he handled me on okay. my exit. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, do I hold yourself accountable? But at the same time, I had a broken ankle. Yeah, and, and they, I want I want a championship you with you, and you know you you give you know you don't even really call me. I gotta beg you to call me. My agent mm. gotta beg you to call me. My mm. ankle's broke, and you just told me they put they pulled me to the side when I played against Houston and told me you're not playing the way you need to play. You're not doing this. My ankle was broke. My ankle was broke, and they shooting me up, shooting me up, shooting me up every day to play. My did ankle. They broke. know. They didn't know. Did they know at that time that the ankle was broken? They the X-ray said no. No, the X-ray didn't, didn't say. The X-ray, but they only did the X-ray. They didn't do an MRI. Yeah, that's malpractice to yeah. some degree. Yeah, they just did an X-ray. They didn't do an MRI. And they were just like, "Oh, can you run? Can you play?" The next day, they had me working out. Like after I broke my ankle, they had me trying to play Game Seven. It, it was crazy, I, and I just, I just, I'm not feeling that. When you, when you, you know, beat, when you win a championship with somebody, you, you don't treat nobody like mm -hmm. that. No matter if it's a business or not, because it's bigger than basketball between us, Doc. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I have never left you at the altar. Yeah. I've never left you at the altar. You know what I mean? I never left. You go get Spencer Halls. He does nothing. Mm -hmm. You got to trade him. You still got me on the bench, knowing that I can play, but you still go play Spencer Halls, knowing that. You know what I mean? You're just trying to cover your own butt because mm -hmm. Spencer's not panning out the way you, you want him to pan out. And I just don't like that. That's just, I'm not feeling that. Have you talked to him since you left? Nope. I haven't okay. talked to him since the day he fake called me because my agent made him call me. I haven't talked to him since. Wow. Wow. What? Why is it, because I've looked at it and I've said, I, I thought when Doc went to the Clippers that he was going to take them to the promised land, so to speak, because they got talent. And it, he hasn't gotten them further than the second round. Why do you think it, it hasn't worked there? Because what Doc had in 08 was special. And he was lucky as hell. <laughs> lucky as hell. The year before that, yeah. they was wearing trash bags. So he could have got fired nobody would have nobody made a peep. Yeah. Made a peep. But then the next year they win it. Now he's one of the bestest coach ever. I'm just not feeling that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You give credit to KG. You give credit to Paul Pierce. 
you give credit to Ray Allen. Those are the guys that made sure whatever doc needed to be done, got done. Mm. And so now it's easy for doc to do his job. And then you give credit to Danny Ainge. That's the one you give credit to because I know multiple times he had to talk to doc just to say, hey doc, leave him alone. Mm. Hey doc, ease up. Like there's points where you ease up. You know, I, I would play good games and doc wouldn't even give me like, hey, what up? Like, I'll play a great game. He'll be, go do it again. <laughs> you know, you want to hear that. Yeah, hey, yeah. you know, great job, kid. Like, good job, man. Keep it up. Yeah. But not, go do it again. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. so, you know, I'm I'm off that doc tip, man. He's a, he's a, you know, great guy. But as far as just, you know, that basketball stuff, I just try he, to leave. He's over, is he he's, overrated as a coach? I think so. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That big three era, great run. How, great how run. Do you, when you look back at that, how do you? How do you feel? How do you remember it? How do I remember it? It was it was like yesterday, man. We were like the Beatles. <laughs> every every everywhere we went, man, it was just like, oh, oh my god, oh, oh my god. <laughs> like, so uh, it was great. I remember because I went to Rome with y'all. Yeah, uh, if you're, yeah you're a rookie. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was great, man. It was it was the best. It was one of the best times of my life, man. Being up there in Boston and you know sharing that. That's why I gotta love Doc. Because he was a part of that, mm -hmm. but as far as that other stuff, no, you know, and that's it. I always felt like, man, y'all should have won more than one championship. Oh my god, that bothers me. So I'm sure it eats at you. Oh my god, oh nine, oh my god, man, it, it it was a great year. You know what I mean? But at the same time, KG got hurt. You know what I mean? And you know, if he don't get hurt, we mm -hmm. we we right back in that thing, man. Mm -hmm. Playing the Lakers again. So I think y'all should have at least at least won one more. That one 2010 more. We should at be, least. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know. Yeah, but, we should have at least won one more. At least two. <laughs> that does it still bother you? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, does. <laughs> it does every day. I mean, oh my god, I got two rings. <laughs> I'll be wearing my one ring, like oh, I can hit two. <laughs> and then, like every time I see Kobe jump on his cardboard, <laughs> like those highlights, you up, right? Like, yeah, I was like, I was walking like in the corner over there, like to the locker room. Confetti <laughs> started falling. Who, who, you mentioned Kobe. Who was the best player you ever played against? Kobe. Oh, really? Hands Kobe. down. You played LeBron and all that. Kobe. Kobe. Why? Just the ins and outs of the game, the intangible things that he didn't overlook. He didn't overlook anything. You know what I mean? He played both sides of the ball. He, he delivered in crunch time, and he was a great, you know, as far as when he talked about teammates, mm -hmm. he was great, you know what I mean? So I admire him, and then he's one of the only stars that was like, what's up, big baby? <laughs> that was pretty cool. Like, <laughs> for Kobe to be like, to know me, I was yeah. just like, oh, man, who's a Kobe? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's the only one I got kind of like starstruck, like in the game, uh, and Tim Duncan. Because Tim really? was so cool to talk to during the game. Oh, during the game? During the talking. game, So what's yeah. he saying? What, what y'all talking about during the game? Uh, Tim? Yeah. Nothing. How's your day? Just <laughs> like, say, what's up, big baby? You're playing great. <laughs> He'll say that to you, you playing great? Now, do you ever think they just softening you up? No, nah, so I think Tim really means it. <laughs>
<laughs> I think Tim really means it. I love talking to Tim. Kobe was just cool. It just shocked me because he was like, what's up, big baby? What's going on with you? Like, on the court. On the that. court, okay. yeah. So, so it's not all trash talk. Nah, 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 nah. I don't trash talk. I only trash talk to uh, Chris Humphrey. That's the only one I didn't like. You, so you instigated it or did he talk? No, I, I he, he talks. Really? Yeah, he's, he's, big... yeah. he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have block shot. Yeah, <laughs> you suck. Yeah, I'm like, that's how he talks. Like literally. <laughs> yeah. I thought you had to be at a certain level of player to talk trash. <laughs> Is he good enough to talk trash? Everybody talks trash. You know what I mean? From the 15 players to the one, you know. But he was the one that got on my skin. Okay. Like. <laughs> you know, like get away from me. <laughs> so who was who's the who was the best trash talker in the league? Best trash talker means he talks trash, but also like still can back it up. Can bag it up, Paul Pierce. Really? Whew, don't let him start talking trash. <laughs> we was in Dallas one time, and they going back and forth, and you know we KG's out, and I'm like, you know, I'm starting. Somebody, uh, I think it was Dirk, said something to Paul, and Paul was like, "What?" He's like, "Give me the ball." He scored twelve. He scored twelve point like shots straight. Twelve straight shots. Straight. I'm talking about <laughs> give it, give it again. Oh. And I'm talking about just talking like reckless and like, oh, you'd have thought after the game they were gonna like at Dirk. Yeah. Dirk. yeah wow. It was crazy. Wow. It was crazy. Did he talk trash to y'all in practice? Oh my God. Yes. Him and Tony Allen. Oh my gosh, they, that's what practice was so good. I would be, I was so happy for practice. Cause I'm like, <laughs> we about to get it on, we about to man, we about to man. <laughs> man it was fun. So um, yeah, they talked a lot of trash, him and Tony. Now, one of the scenes everybody remembers from the big three was when y'all playing a game and you're, you're in a timeout. Mm-hmm. And KG is yelling at you, yeah. And you leave the huddle and you and you're crying. I'm upset. Now, obviously, you could have probably broken him in half. Yeah. Why didn't you? And why did you respond the way you did? Um, the at that point, when you go second round and you don't know if you're gonna get cut, but then you end up playing and you get in trouble because of somebody else. Oh, that's I, what happened. That's okay. what happened. So I didn't. I got in trouble for somebody else. Leon Poe missed an assignment, and then we we blew a lead against Portland. And so Doc, who's taking everybody out, okay. I'm a, a rookie. I don't know when I'm gonna get. Uh, <laughs> get back don't take here. me out <laughs> for him. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm crying. Like I'm I'm about to hurt something. Yeah. And KG, he kept it real. And it wasn't like he was talking to me. He was talking to everybody. You know, he kept it real. And I just went to the end of the bench, and I, I was feeling what he said. It got to me. And, you know, I let it, you know, out, you know, through my, you know what I'm saying? I let so it, it out. So it was one of those crying. You know how sometimes some people, when they get in a fight, they cry. Yeah. Like, you you want to, you real angry. Leo, so what you that. doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. you doing? You getting yeah. us out the game. What, what like, don't you want to play? I want to play. <laughs> yeah, I got to eat, right? We're trying to make money. So that's what that situation. Like, I'm undefeated in fights, so <laughs> if I'm crying, you better <laughs> move around. <laughs> were you as good in football as basketball? I know you were all American. I was I was all American in both. And I didn't even play my senior year. So why did you pick basketball over football? Because they said I couldn't do it. 
Oh, said you couldn't play basketball. They said I couldn't. They said they said you, you, why are you gonna do that? I was like, Cause, you know, I just wanted to prove them wrong. They wanted you. They everybody. Did they all feel like oh he's gonna play football? Yeah, they thought everybody. Nick Saban came to my school for three days. His kid went to the same school because okay. I was on, I went to LSU lab. Yeah, and um, he's trying to convince me, saying, "Man, you gonna make you gonna be you gonna be a, you gonna, a millionaire." You can be anything you want to be in this football stuff. I'll let you play whatever you want to play. But when it doesn't work out, you got to play my position. <laughs> and that's what he was telling me for three days straight. Like, I'm like I'm, I'm, I quit. I quit my, I quit. I didn't play my senior year. So did, when he came, you had already quit. He was trying to convince you to they, keep playing. The, the school said, hey, you need to convince wow. him to, to play. Because, you know. So you said you undefeated in fights. Undefeated. Other than Dwight Howard not hitting me in my chin. <laughs> Other than that, not, that's not Did you ever I get lost. any basketball fights? Like no. practice or anything? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a fight with uh, Leon Poe. Um, you know, and a fight with Eddie House. Eddie House? What Eddie House saying to you? <laughs> <laughs> he actually messed with he, you? It was on accident. He didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I know he didn't mean to do that. How'd the Leon Poe fight go? You undefeated. I'm undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm undefeated, man. Well, you know that really, you know that was quick. Punches or wrestling or whatever. Yeah. Mush, push, punch. It's over with. One punch. That's all the one. You know, that's it's only me one. Put him to sleep. That's over with. <laughs> well, you okay? You know who else is undefeated? Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. And I imagine you follow boxing. I am a big, huge fan of boxing and a bigger, huger fan of UFC. Okay. I've been trained in mixed martial arts for like seven years now. Really? Yeah. You got any Ground thought of game. entering the octagon? No. Yeah, that's... You, no, you better just, really be, be... Yeah, you gotta be an animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, McGregor, Floyd, is all this talk that they could fight. What's your thoughts on that? I ain't paying no attention to that crazy stuff. Because they won't. They won't fight. <clears throat> Floyd, like, you know, he's the champion of this league. You know, boxing. Yeah. Like, that just tarnished. The, like, leave them separate. Yeah. Let that stay over there at UFC. Let boxing stay over here. You know, you got, you know, boxing boxing been around for a long time. You know what I mean? I just think it messed up the integrity of the sport and just yeah. just trying to make money. So, all right, you want to get back in the NBA. Uh -huh. Besides that, what are some of your goals going on? <sighs> Man, I have been doing movies. Uh, acting? Or? Uh, not acting, but uh, executive producing. Okay. Um, Pistol Pete. I've been looking in the Pistol oh, Pete movie. Be a great movie. Great man, movie. Real. So great there's movie. a script that you're there's off a, there's the it's, book a, it's already it's already in, in the works. We just, so it's coming out. What? Well, well, it will be. It will. Great. LSU. That should that should yeah, guy. That's yeah. that that'll be a great story. That'll be that'll good. Be and a vegan. I read. No. no was I that, just tried at one that. point? Like, <laughs> oh, you tried. I tried. Here, you know. <laughs> you don't look what? like a vegan. Where you, where you know where we from? Boy, yeah, that's right, Louisiana. Thing. Vegan boy. Yeah, <laughs> Too right. much beignet and gumbo down there, right? <laughs> no way, man. Man, man, but no way, vegan. No way. I tried it now. How long did you last? Oh, about two weeks. <laughs> And I had an interview, and then I was like, yeah, I'm vegan right now. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, Big Baby's turned vegan. I'm like, no. 
<laughs> just, you just caught me at the wrong time. <laughs> well, all right, man. Great interviewing you. Thanks Great for having with me, you, man. Seeing you again. I hope I do see you back on the court. Man, you know what? I got some for him, man. I got I got a lot in the tank, man. You know, it's not like nobody wanted me. Yeah. I, I had injury. I'd have been playing if I didn't have it's injury. It's 100% now? 100% Okay. Now. Yeah, so. So you're working. You're working out and all that. Working every day, yeah. Okay. All right, brother. Well, good luck, man. All right, man. Always Thanks. Good to see you, man. Yes, sir. You already know. Keep repping Baton Rouge. Oh. All right, time to wrap it up and run it back. In a season that has become defined by embarrassing setbacks, the Knicks outdid themselves. While Jackson and Dolan have embarrassed themselves and the franchise, Melo has displayed more maturity than anyone in the Knicks organization. It pained me greatly to see Latrell Sprewell and Larry Johnson trotted out as pawns in James Dolan's PR ploy on Sunday. Black athletes make enough money today that they should never find themselves in that position. Otherwise, they could end up shucking and jiving. Game blouses. That's it for this week's show. Please remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Give us five stars and leave a nice comment. Make sure you also catch me live on my nationally syndicated radio show along with my co-host Brian No on Fox Sports Radio every Saturday, 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern. We'll be reacting to live games and covering all of the major stories in sports. See you next week. Peace. I'm in my zone.